What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Breakdown Breakdown. I'm here with my co-host, Hunter. Hunter, Media Day has came and went. Um, it's the unofficial start of the Thunder 2022-23 season. How are you feeling? Feeling great. I mean, hey, this upcoming Monday, we finally get Thunder basketball play. So I'm very excited. We're all very excited. So, man, season's just starting to ramp up. We're getting the busy season, too. It's going to be a good one. Yep. I mean, before you know it, you know, it's going to be October 19th and we're just going to be, you know, right back on the grind of it. Oh, man. It's going to be a constant, like you said, constant grind. It'll be pot after pot now. I mean, man, we're just like you said, we're getting to the thick of it. So I'm ready for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, let's, you know, talk about media day. Um, I think, you know, all, uh, well, not all, but I think around, I think 18 players talked. On media day, if I'm counting correctly, I know Chet and Ty Jerome didn't, and we'll talk about that here in a bit soon. Um, but, you know, 18 players talked on media day. Um, uh, I think the biggest, you know, the biggest, I guess, concern or the biggest talking point was Chase, was Shay, I guess, uh, reaffirming that, you know, he wants to stay in OKC and how, you know, he understands what's going on and how, He's excited for the future. Um, he even told um, Andrew Schlett um, in his interview that um, he doesn't think the team's going to lose for that much longer. Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, over the last couple of weeks, um, there's been like, you know, the level of paranoia has increased a bit among the Thunder fan base because Shea's been involved in like a lot of trade hypotheticals. I wouldn't even call them rumors. I mean, nobody's reporting anything. It's just guys talking out basketball basically uh, without any real reporting behind it. Um, but, you know, when you hear, you know, someone like as prominent as Zach Lowe throwing Shay's name out there in trade talks, um, I- I'm sure, you know, that made Thunder fans a big concern. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Shay on Monday reaffirmed fan base, like, hey, you know, he knew what he signed up for. He's in the first year of a five-year deal with no opt-outs, too. Um, so he's probably – I mean, obviously, things can change. I mean, we see all the time in the NBA, things can change uh, pretty rapidly. Um, but, you know, as of right now, it feels like, you know, Shea's content with the situation. Yeah, and uh, it's it's great to hear from Shea just to, you know, reassert that, basically. Uh, you. You know, like you said, there's really no real reporting behind it. I mean, it's just people like, like you said, making assumptions after Donovan Mitchell, just thinking, hey, who's the next young superstar that could potentially one out? And uh, sort of facing the same situation in a way, SGA, but, you know, completely different situation on the other hand, because SGA has obviously been informed on the plan of what the Thunder are going to be doing. I mean, he signed, like Shay said in, in an interview with Schleck, I mean, he knew what he was signing up for. And Sam Presti obviously gave him the run, rundown of what's going to be going down with the organization for the future. So it just makes sense. I mean, like, you know, Shay's obviously happy for now. And uh, like you said, stuff can change eventually. But as it is right now, I mean, you know, Shay's obviously happy here. And very interesting comments about how there could be a potential turnaround here soon. What we've all sort of speculated is the Thunder will be making that comeback more into more relevancy and more competition around that 2023 season when the new CBA is going to be agreed upon and all that. So, it, yeah, it just makes sense that <clears throat> the rebuild might be coming closer to an end. But 
it seems the competition is going to be speeding up here soon. So it's just glad to hear from re- SJ reassuring the fans who are sort of, you know, like you said, just kind of on edge at the moment, you know, seeing all these hypotheticals from people uh, spewing any trade ideas out. I mean, you know, those guys got to get their clicks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I feel like a lot, a lot of this, like, um, worriness is a little bit fabricated. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. I just feel like, you know, Thunder fans just got to, you know, take a chill pill <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> When it's the offseason, Clemente. You got to get worried about something. No, you're right. I mean, it, it's just funny how I feel like, you know, all this chase stuff is a little bit overblown, but like, hey, I mean, I get it. I mean, Thunder fans, you know, they have a little bit of um, little brother syndrome when it comes to how they're treated to the rest of the league. Um, <laughs> and it's hard to blame them because, you know, uh, Durant left um, and that kind of scarred the fan base. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really feel like these these trade or these shade trade uh, rumors. I don't even call them rumors. These shade trade, shade trade hypotheticals. Try saying that three times. Shade <laughs> trade. Make your own rhyme book, Clemente. We'll do it. <laughs> but you know all that shade talk. I mean, I just feel like a lot of it. I feel like it's just you know a little bit overblown, um, a little yeah. bit fabricated. Um, but you know it was nice to hear it straight from the horse's mouth that you know that you know he he's willing to uh stay here um at least for now at least like you know i think we both agree that you know just because shay doesn't want just, just because shay doesn't want to be true right now it doesn't mean that can't change yeah. in the future um but that's a, that's the case for like literally every player on every team in the entire uh-huh. league so yeah no i agree and uh like you said i mean a lot of that, like you said, does scar from, you know, Thunder fans just having, you know, a little bit of uneasiness. I mean, especially going through, like, this is going to be, like, the third season of the rebuild. So there's a little fatigue there as well. And if they feel fatigue, I mean, obviously you can only assume that maybe the players feel fatigue as well. So it, it's just, you know, natural just to think that. Along with, you know, this offseason hasn't been kind after all. You know, Chet Holmgren with the whole Liz Frank injury being out for the season. I mean, it just – Doom and gloom makes sense, you know, to reappear every now and then. And that just sparks speculation from other fan bases. And that could spark speculation within the fan base as well. So it makes sense. I mean, like you said, a lot of it is just, you know, self-made, you know, quote unquote rumors. But, you know, as it is, the season's going to start up here soon. I mean, after all this, I'm pretty sure the mind should be relatively at ease after this. Yeah. um, But, you know, besides that, that was like the biggest talking point. Um, What else, you know, during media day uh, stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, by the way, listen to uh, the pod we did with uh, Topic Thunder, Thunder Chats, and uh, Yanni on OKC Skittles from OK3 Podcast. Uh, Definitely listen to that. Uh, We talked all about a lot of stuff, but what mostly I brought about in that uh, was talking about the Chip England. uh, And we got a little bit more information about that today as well. you guys were talking with Josh Giddy at practice facility. Uh, Chip and Josh been working a lot lately, is what it sounds like. Uh, Josh even talked about how they talked for about they uh, trained together for about two to three days uh, in the week. So it just shows that you know Presty really got. I mean, obviously he got Chip, Chip, you know, for like the coaching experiences as well, and for the rest of the players. But it, this is definitely a hire solely to improve Josh Giddy's shooting. So uh, he mentioned today that, you know, obviously Chip didn't like completely rework his shot, just mostly working on, you know, uh, subtle hand movements, which what he did with Kawhi whenever Chip was with uh, San Antonio Spurs and Kawhi got drafted there. So, I mean, it just, you know, makes sense that Presley want to get Chip out there uh, over in Oklahoma City to work with Josh Giddy. I uh, greatly improved that shot, hopefully. So it was just uh, good to hear from both Mark and uh, 
Josh Giddy that Chip, while might not be working a full-time schedule, while on that part-time schedule, is working with Josh Giddy and, you know, players in general just to work on their shot and hopefully better improve their shooting. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to, um, I think it was Bobby Howard of Boontown Hoops about this um, on media day. Like, I wondered the fact that the funder basically gave Chip the Brock Lesnar <laughs> workload helped, you know, help them out when, when it when it helped the team out when it came to convincing him to sign with the team and leaving the Spurs after 17 years. I mean, if, if you're if you're in the NBA for that long, I'm sure, you know, at a certain point you get a little bit worn down and would yeah. rather, you know, spend less time um, around the team. So, you know, it's just speculation. But I wonder, but if I had to guess, I'm assuming that probably played a factor when it came to, you know, um, helping – convince Chip to sign with OKC, along with the fact that, you know, he knew, he knows Sam from way back when. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's one of the first things I thought of as well, whenever uh, Dagnall brought up that part-time schedule. And, uh, you know, obviously, I don't think Sam's, like, really intent on him being there for every single game, obviously. I mean, the Thunder aren't going to be, you know, in contention this year or playing for any big championship or, uh, you know, any sort of uh, accolade this year. So, I mean, just for right now, having Chip out there, you know, this is definitely from just a player uh, progression standpoint, specifically Josh Giddy is what it sounds like. I mean, that's the inference you could make mostly. I mean, I think even uh, Stephen Dolan brought this up on Twitter that, you know, Lou Dort said he really hasn't worked at all with Chip uh, so far this offseason. While Josh has talked about, like I said earlier, worked with them for about two to three times uh, per week. So this is obviously, you know, this the deal that Sam gave Chip to, you know, incentivize him to leave his longtime job at the Spurs obviously comes from that uh, uh, that Brock Lesnar type deal, like you said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it, it just seems obvious that uh, Chip is brought along to help solely work and uh, configure that Josh Kitty jump ship. Yeah, you think um, that Magic game on TNT is like uh, Chip's WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm prepared for that now, Clemente. I need that. Or it could be like a SummerSlam. I want to see uh, Chip out with like a bulldozer coming towards the court. <laughs> Oh man. Um but yeah, um besides that we also uh were able to hear from Lou Dort and Kenneth Williams for the first time since both of them signed um their extension with the team. Um and um they both basically said like, you know, they all they said they both said the right thing about how, you know, they love the organization, how, you know, they really like the culture and how um they really wanted to stay here. Um but I mean, yeah. Uh, anything from either of those two reg- regarding the contract or anything else that they said uh, that, that stand out to you? Man, I mean, hey, every time I hear Kenrich, it sounds like he be, he's just getting more and more in tune of being like that locker room leader type guy. I mean, I've never heard anybody in my entire life uh, so bought in on the Oklahoma City culture than that uh, Kenrich Williams is. I mean, I think uh, when he says he's going to retire here, I like fully believe him. Like, I don't think he's leaving at all. Uh, Kenrich just absolutely loves his organization, and it's wild. You talked about it on the podcast we did with chats at uh, OKC Skittles on uh, you know, the other day. Uh, <laughs> Kenrich loves uh, Oklahoma more than probably either of us do. We lived here our entire lives. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's just wild to hear that from you know guys outside of the state coming over to Oklahoma City. It just shows that the, the ever growing culture from the organization. Uh, there you go with the buzzword culture again, Clemente. But you know, they, they're really bought into it, and they're the prime examples of it. And Sam. Uh, brought up in his presser that they're the most dedicated guys, uh, probably some of the top locker room guys who are most bought into the what Oklahoma City's building right now. So, yeah, it just it was it was nice to hear from both Lou and Kenrich during the media days. Uh, praise Oklahoma City and doing really everything they can just to stay. 
Yeah, and um, I feel like a big media day cliche, well, not just a funder or like the NBA, perhaps like in, in sports in general is the, I guess, hashtag muscle watch. Uh, <laughs> every time, you know, it's the it's, it, whenever, you know, players first meet with the media on a new season for the first time, everybody's, you know, tweeting out about how, you know, player X looks a lot, you know, bigger. He has, you know, larger biceps. But I mean, I feel like that's, I, I feel like that's, the case with the funder at least for like a lot of their players a lot of their young players um whenever they released um their training camp roster i did you know some quick research and just compared their weight from last year's training camp roster sheet to this year's training camp roster sheet and you know throughout the roster you saw like multiple players um gain yes yeah, significant weight <laughs> and like the biggest one was you know obviously pokoshevsky he ended up gaining um 20 pounds at least according to the you know training camp roster sheets, um, and like you, you could see that in person. Um, Poku definitely his arms definitely got bigger um, up close and personal. Um, so that was definitely the case. I mean that's that's a really good thing because you know the biggest criticism about Poku so far in his career is the fact that he's basically you know super skinny. Um, and if he's gonna you know survive in this league, he needs to gain some weight. He doesn't need to gain a ton of weight, but like if he gains, you know, a respectable amount that um he can use to uh to sustain uh an 82 game schedule, then that'll increase his chances of becoming a regular NBA player. Um and to focus credit, he definitely did that in his first normal offseason of his career so far. Um and it, it, the timing is super important too because he's entering his first season and we always talk about how you know the funder historically don't like um, letting, you know, players uh, enter their fourth season without an extension if they really like them. So um, I even asked Poku, you know, how much is that going to be on his mind? Um, considering he'll be eligible for an extension next summer. And, I, you know, he admitted that it'll be on his mind somewhat. I mean, it's only, you know, natural for that to be on your mind. Um, so, you know, if Poku was ever going to bulk up, um, Right now, it's probably, you know, as perfect of timing as you can get, realistically speaking, at least. I mean, you know, to Poku's disadvantage, he was drafted during COVID. And, like, he was drafted, and then, like, two weeks later, he started playing regular season games. <laughs> that was kind of the case. I mean, that was that was a little bit of the case last season. I mean, um, not to that extent, but it was still a shorter offseason than a typical NBA offseason is. Um but I mean, so yeah, um, outside of Poku, Shea gained 14 pounds. Um, Teo and Jerry each gained 10. Bays gained eight, even though he said he was 220, he's listed at 216. Um man, what a liar. No, <laughs> I mean, I think he might have said his goal is 220. I'm not sure. One or one way or the other. Um and Giddy gained six, uh, Thor gained five. But I mean, yeah, I mean, what what do you think of that? I mean, um, Especially specifically in Poku's case. Yeah, I mean, Dag talked about how everybody had a pretty good offseason. And but you know, mentioning Trey having the greatest, we'll get to that later. But uh yeah, it really seems like everyone put into work uh this offseason, especially uh uh prioritizing, you know, getting up that that mass, that muscle mass in particular. And Swolku, we've been waiting for this moment. It's finally happened. Poku, uh, like he said, just muscling up uh, about 20 pounds more than he was. So it's just it's wild to see and it's encouraging to see because i mean 
well, like you said, we've been talking about this entire time. I mean, this is a crunch time here for Poku and his career as Oklahoma City. So he really has something to prove this season more than any other season. So it's very important. I mean, what we've seen from Poku so far is that he doesn't have any one really good thing that he's really good at on the floor that could possibly keep him here. So he really has a lot to do this uh, this upcoming season uh, to show uh, what he's worked on in the offseason or, you know, uh, what what he's greatly improved upon that could keep him on the court. So uh, what we've seen from him on defense in the past is that he's able to, you know, keep up and uh, not get bullied around too much. So maybe added on that muscle weight, uh, he definitely will greatly improve once again on defense, hopefully, and then that could pro- probably be an incentive to keep him on. Uh, there's a lot of factors out there. So hopefully uh, that added on weight and training and that full length off season, that extended off season that he hasn't had yet. Hopefully that uh, improves his chances and he comes out a better player this season so that he can somewhat maintain onto that new contract extension. Yeah, for sure. Um, but besides that, uh, is there anything else for me today that uh, you wanted to talk about? Um, there's plenty of stuff on here, but like, yeah, more or less what you know, what you expect to hear. Um, but yeah, any, anything else they got to you during media day? Obviously, Derek Favors working on that three point shot. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about this, uh, out of like you know, today's comments, what you're talking about. But Trey, like everybody's just been praising Trey, man. They said he had probably the greatest offseason out of anybody, and uh, so that really has me excited. Um, uh, he's added on a ton of weight. I mean, like you said, uh, it's become very noticeable that Trey Mann has put on like a ton of like muscle weight over this off season. And Mike Muscala and Lindy Waters told Andrew Schleck that he's greatly, I mean, he's been probably the best in pickup basketball out of anybody on uh, the roster so far. So I'm very excited to see the strides that Trey Mann has made this off season. And uh, you know, that second half of last year, he was, he was just lighting it up. I mean, he, he was putting up crazy numbers. So, I mean, he even talked about better approving his efficiency as well, shooting the ball. So I'm just excited to see what Trey man's got in store because I, he, that man's got a bag. We all know that I mean, his dribble skills, his athleticism, his shooting, he's got a whole package there. So I'm just really, I'm just really want to see what, how that translate onto the court this season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, Trey man, I mean, I, I mentioned this when we recorded with Thunder uh, Chats, um, which had after the entire season, that's going to open that's going to open up a ton of minutes, touches, shots throughout the entire season. Um, and Trey Mann is one of the players, along with you know, J-Dub. Like, th- those are like the top two candidates of guys who would really benefit from those additional touches. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, yeah, it's a big year for for Trey, um, and you know, the Thunder are going to need scoring off the bench, and he can definitely provide that. We saw that in the second half of the season last year, where it was basically you know the Thunder's go to score there for a few games um, at the end of the year. So if you can carry that into the beginning of the season and for most of the season, then that's definitely like a huge step in the right direction for both Trey and the Thunder franchise that they were able to find someone. Um, as Tom Dennison with the 18th pick, yeah, no, I totally agree, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it'll definitely just especially like you said, the towards that end of the year, uh, like April and March. So, I mean, I just uh, usually Thunder will shut down some players because you know, at that time, it depends on where the season's heading for them, like you know, if they're not doing too well, then they just shut down the players that do like, you know, Shea or Josh or anything like that. But, yeah, I just want to see as much output from Trey Mann as, as possible early on. And uh, you bring up Jalen Williams as well. I mean, uh, even then at the uh, the uh, 
uh, oh my God, pressers to take away the training camp. Uh, I already forgot the name for it. For some reason, I blanked. <laughs> <laughs> Bad podcasting. I'm sorry. He's talked about emulating SGA. And uh, we talked with chats on that as well about how uh, the guys at the No Ceilings talked about how uh, J-Dub has sort of the tendencies to be like an SGA type player. I mean, he's already one of the best drivers on the team. We already saw that in the summer league. I mean, he just has the it factor for it. And he's one of the older rookies on the team as well. So uh, just want to see a lot of output from both Trey and J-Dub. Because I, I, I would like to see a lot of backcourt uh, uh, uh uh, lineups with them as well. I mean, that'd be very interesting to see. Uh, they're both very athletic and very talented, and I just want to see where they take the team this year. Yeah, um, but, you know, besides that, did anything else from, from Media Day, you know, is there anything else you want to talk about from Media Day? Alligator corn dogs still Clemente. I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, alligator corn dogs. I mean, um, I got to get into that. Some investigative <laughs> journalism for sure. <laughs> But um, I mean, I was surprised just how how many players still can't get the JWJ will make things down. I feel like I, I got it pretty easily. Oh, after okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm honestly still stumped as well at the confusion. Derek Favors is just behind everybody, apparently. <laughs> like, all right, guys, you got to make some nicknames for y'all. <laughs> I'm sure Derek gets his news from Internet Explorer, I think. That's what, that's what I mean. <laughs> Oh man, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, fun day, me day, pretty fun, pretty fun event. Um, my first time going in person, pretty cool. Catering could have been a little bit better, but hey, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure nobody cares about that. Oh my god. Uh, but um, besides that, um, I, I think another fun thing about me day was the fact that we crazy talk and like shot photos <laughs> and the fun jersey just to get traded the next day. <laughs> Those are uh, historical meetings, is what it was, Clemente. We needed to record that down for the history books, is all. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I I, I did an article for uh, Underwire about like the best photos from Media Day, uh, and that's already outdated because there's like a couple of good ones in there. <laughs> Look, that's what getting being a Vit fan does to you, Clemente. Bite you that, <laughs> like that. Oh man! Well, you know, <clears throat> kind of segueing into our next talking point, the Thunder announced today that um, they tried to be crazy to the Hawks for. Mo Harkless, uh, 2029 second round pick, and they've amended, they amended amended some of the conditions on the previously traded 2025 second round pick. Um, I think the fund had like a 4.9 million uh, DPE from Chet's injury, um, and they were able to use um, 4.5 of that on Harkless's salary, so they're able to bring it in pretty easily. Um, but you know, this trade, the funder basically you know spent. Uh, I say four point five and three point five. Thunder basically spent like three and a half million on for a second round pick and for and for the uh, I mean, what, do you know by hand uh, what the twenty twenty five second round pick was about? Like, what were the protections on that? Oh, I can't remember. I'm I'm pretty sure it was around like fifty fifty five protected. I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, it's not top forty protected, so they're able to you know move up by ten fifteen spots. Um. And he got an additional second rounder for um, three and a half million. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we kind of knew it was probably going was probably going to be on a chopping block. I mean, whenever you know there was discussions over the last couple of months, really over the last couple of months about guys who could be on the chopping block because the Thunder had too many players on the roster. Yeah. But it was like one of the more popular names to come up. Um, so you know, 
the Thunder move on from Vid. I mean, who knows if Maurice Harkless even approved force to the Thunder. Um, but, I mean, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on the deal? Yeah, it just seemed like a, a Presti-type deal there. I mean, you were going to have to cut Vic Krejci anyway because there was a roster crunch we're talking about. We've been talking about that since uh, the beginning of the offseason, basically. I mean, it's cutting block time. And uh, <clears throat> instead of, you know, just cutting Vic Krejci, you cut – you get rid of uh, Vic Krejci and potentially a spot, depending on what they do at Moharkless, and you obtain a second-round pick and you amend those protections on the 2025 second-rounder. So just overall win for the Thunder organization just to get a pick uh, out of a bad situation there. And you help out the Hawks as well because they're under the tax cap threshold there. They don't have to pay any uh, – they're under the, the the tax line, so they're they're cool in that sense. And they also open up a uh, trade exception too out of the Moharkless deal, like a 3-point-something three, three million. I can't remember exactly the Bobby Marks numbers, but uh, – yeah, it helps both teams out, and hopefully, V, uh, if they keep him on over Atlanta, that uh, he gets to spread his wings a little bit more. You know, especially after the, the whole ACL tear and everything, uh, able to play a little bit more over with the Hawks and show off his skills. Uh, and you know, we'll suit Maharkless, but uh, so many spots, it just seems like Mo is going to be a prime candidate for being cut. Obviously, probably bought out or waived something like that. Still a lot of money, but able to do that. Like you said, opened it up with the uh, Chet Holmgren player. Uh, designation injury designation money that they got so now just you know a couple more spots I mean Ty Jerome was obviously out and uh, now you have to debate between Taylor Maladon and Derek Favors so we'll see where the Thunder uh, take themselves uh, but you know Taylor's obviously on the younger side but Derek Favors holds a lot of money in his contract so we'll see where the Thunder go uh, and you know who and they end up cutting to be their last guy yeah and you know this kind of you know it's kind of cheap because I think Vitt's like the first player since, you know, the Thunder actually started rebuilding to get cut um, in terms of like draft guys. Mm. Um, he's, he's from the 2020 draft class with Poku and Teo. Um, and, you know, Vitt's the first one to go. Um, it's a, I mean, it sucks. Um, he had knee surgery in the offseason in April, and that's not – apparently just, you know, your standard scoop procedure. But, like, I don't know, when you're already ha- having to go undergo, like, scope procedures – at 20, 21 years old, then, you know, that's not a very good sign. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, really not really not a ton else to take away from this trade. Um, we'll just see if Harkless reports or not. Either way, I, it's really going to be inconsequential <laughs> in yeah. the grand scheme of things. But, yeah. Overall, Clemente's hurting today. That's basically what happened. Yeah, I'm really downplaying it right now. <laughs> also i looked it up it was top 55 protected oh okay so you know it, it goes from top 55 to top 40 um a little bit of an upgrade a little bit of an upgrade i mean it's, it's still not anything super exciting but like hey this is what it is yeah i the press he's already scouting those uh 16 year olds right now and now 11 year old <laughs> oh my god that's, that's wild <laughs> when you put it like that <laughs> Oh man, um, and you know, besides that, I mean, I think I think you know another like the other big news from the last couple of days is the fact that Ted Jerome didn't report for training camp or media day. Um, I asked Dana about it today. He basically, I was surprised just how transparent he was. He basically shut the door on any potential return. Um, <laughs> I think he said something like, you know, we're grateful for Ty's time here. So it, it looks like you know Ty's not gonna you know um, come back one way or the other. Um, so. You know, either the fun to trade him, waive him. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it looks like Ted Jerome's time with the Thunder is done. Um, he was entering his fourth season. Um, 
the Thunder have like a ton of other young guards, younger, younger guards that they would rather play and develop over Ty. Um, Ty's entering, you know, the last year of his rookie deal. Um, so, you know, it, it kind of makes sense for both, both sides to move on. Um, the fidgets isn't there for either team. But, I mean, yeah, what do you think of um, Ty Jerome situation? It's wild. I remember uh, 2020 when people, a lot of us were saying, hey, uh, Ty Jerome, Teo Maladon, that's going to be the backcourt of the future right there. And that's where we are. <laughs> but, you're, uh, you're one of those. Don't you remember? I remember you specifically hey. saying that, you know, Teo's will be a potential starter. And I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, hey, don't don't kick me off the tail train yet, Clemente. I'm still full. Uh, the Tail Maladon fan club is standing strong. JD, if you're out there listening right now, I have not wavered. Clemente will not make me stand down. I promise. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I bought into the copium now. That was the 2020 season, I got to say. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, Ty Jerome, uh, it, it just seems like this is a what the organization has been preaching with a lot of these players is that, especially young guys, they really want them to succeed outside of the organization uh, if they can't keep them on. And that's what Dagnall kept talking about a lot with Ty Jerome. And it seems like the organization in general wants to put the players in the best position possible. And that's what they've done with Al Horford and Kemba Walker. And then they let, you know, Trevor Reza as well. And, uh, you know, now with Ty Jerome, they're going to try and get him into a more favorable position. But Ty is obviously one of the top candidates. A lot of us were theorizing would be on the roster crunch. I mean, you know, Roby, Krejci, Jerome, Maladon, Favors, top five guys that we all thought could be on the chopping block. We've already seen Roby gone after an attempt to trade him, and then eventually Vit got traded today. And now, uh, you know, Ty Jerome, we, it's a wait-and-see process with him. But this is, just shows what the Thunder organization is doing right now is that they are going to do what's necessary for the team, but they're also going to try and uh, help the player out as much as they can. Uh, you know, hopefully sending them to wherever destination they need to go so they can better their career and hopefully become a better player as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's tough. It didn't work out. Uh, Ty Drums, you know, still relatively young guy and a great shooter as well. So I'm pretty sure any team would really like to have him on the squad. Yeah, Ty Jerome, man. Um, once he leaves, there's going to be no players left from the, um, the Chris Paul trade, if I'm recalling correctly. Oh, uh, yeah. Jalen the Q gone. Chris Paul over back in the – yeah, man. Yeah, Chris, Chris Pottery, man. I look so hot. Yeah. <laughs> I look so hot. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Clemente's uh, argument is only strengthened in the coming years. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I mean, I'm not, not, not to toot my own horn, but I think I remember last <laughs> year saying, like, you know, I think the Chris Pottery was a, a low key L for the Thunder. I mean, I feel like they could have gotten more back from someone who was like an all NBA guy. But hey, I mean, like you said, <laughs> Chris Paul wanted to go to Phoenix. And Sam, you know, obliged, even yeah. though he probably could have got a better deal from somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's become even more jarring, especially after the finals appearance, too, man. <laughs> hey, at least not the Rockets, man. At least they didn't give up. <laughs> okay, they didn't give up um, for, for potentially four first rounders. Yeah, you know what? I'll take that. I'll, I'll sleep at night due to that. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, anything else to add to you over these last couple of days? Uh, I think we got pretty much all of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, preseason starts, you said, Monday, so that's going to be coming up pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, and I can't wait. Hey, finally some basketball action. I know, you know, most of us out there have been watching football. I mean, I, I would assume. If you haven't, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, it's just – it's you funny. Get to get ask, for sure. 
What was that? I say Giddy for sure has. Oh yeah, the new uh, the collegiate and NFL football fan there, Josh Giddy Sooner, unofficial official Sooner legend, Josh Giddy. I gotta say, uh, yeah. But hey, it's it's fun to see basketball back up starting again. So I can't wait for play to start. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, thanks again for listening, guys. Please like, share, subscribe to the pod, and we'll talk again soon. Probably after the first preseason game, if not the first, after the first couple of the uh, preseason games, unless anything major breaks. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll talk again later.